and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We didn't want to win the league anyway. Um, Liverpool nil, Burnley won. All sorts of records getting broken at the minute, except all the wrong kinds of records. To sift through the horrendousness that is being a Liverpool supporter right now, I have uh, Neil Patterson in Berlin, Chief. Are we are we dr- drunk enough yet to not be angry? I'm not. I'm not actually angry, which is which is mad. Like I was. I was. I, w- I would get to this. Like, but no, is it the I'm, ultimate parent talk? Or you're not angry? You're just very disappointed. A, a little. A little bit. I'm. I'm a bit more resigned. I'm also a little bit sympathetic. I'm. I'm more kind of um, bemused a little bit. Confused might might be a good word, or maybe more bemused, bewildered. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, but at least I'm. I'm I'm a bit I'm quite sanguine. I'm I'm not absolutely raging, which is which is which is good. Okay, well silver silver linings all all round then, Chief. Great. Um <laughs> I've, I've also got Jay Reid out in Liverpool. Jay, how are we doing? Tired. <laughs> Mentally and physically, emotionally. Uh yeah. It's just rinse and repeat. Nothing changes game after game. It's you you come to accept it, so yeah. As Neil said, you you can't be angry because it's you've not lost in a way that really pisses you off because we've seen this story before over the last two to three weeks, whatever it is. Um, so it's just more a case of trying to find answers, which you know we're not paid the books that Jurgen is, and he's the one that's got to find them. We can only debate what we think as fans, but. Yeah, it's it's just one of them. It, you 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 don't really feel any emotion anymore, and I think we've said it many a times on the podcast that we're so disenchanted with football at the moment. You just you feel emotionless to it. You just sort of watch it because you know what your other choices to watch on the telly these days because everything's pretty much been watched. So it's become a bit of a chore though, and we've not said that for a long time with this Liverpool team and. You know, we'll be there again on Sunday to watch them, but, you know, do you really expect anything different? Probably not. But if you do, then great. If you just don't, then you just keep going to the next game and see what comes. Yeah, well, that's that's about the height of it right now. Um, as you say, it's rinse and repeat. It's a bit like watching, working through the franchise of a really bad film where the following films, pretty much the same plot with slightly different yeah. cast, and your missus is making you sit through this tedious horse shit again. And change the cast slightly different tonight. Um, nice segue. Really, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it it, do, it doesn't really it doesn't really look like we thought it would look when we saw it. We thought we might see a four two three one. Um, or something akin to that. I was even maybe looking at it thinking might see a might see a four two two two. Um, but it's 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 Oxley Chamberlain at the right hand side in front three, and we get a standard Oxley Chamberlain at the right hand side in front three performance. Devok through the middle, Shakiri's in the midfield trying to find passes and things, and just I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself. We're, 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 poor Tacky, poor Tacky, what's he got to do? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, 
he, he rotates a bit, doesn't he? And I do feel a bit a wee bit for Minamino because I think you know he he probably you know deserves a start as much as as much as anyone. If you are going to make changes in the front three, uh, having said that, you know Divock through the middle. Often when when Divock comes in, he's asked to play do a job on the left or you know generally the left, um, and we we you know we play somebody else through the middle. So Divock through the middle. Much as I, I didn't really want to see his name on the team sheet, and I don't think anyone really did. You know, we find reasons before the game to sort of go, well, you know, it might not be that bad. I mean, yeah, I don't even think Devok really wanted to see his name on the team sheet, to be honest. I, I don't really know if he did. Having said that, you know, we go on to talk about the chance that he missed, but it's a perfect Devok chance. And if he just, he's, he's unlucky, he should score. There's no doubt. I'm not excusing it, but he's unlucky. And if he buries that, it's a different game and Klopp's vindicated and yada yada, you know, fine margins and all that. But he he, he does, he goes, he, he, he rings the changes slightly. Um, but I think, you know, before the game, we discussed it on the in, in, the, in the group and I wasn't overly, you know, annoyed by the, by the, by the team selection. I didn't think it was that bad. I, th- I think it was a good shout for resting Bobby and, and, and Mo. Um, I think that Shaq Shakiri had done well in, in the last game. I think he did pretty well in, in the first half in, in in this game as well. Uh, there's a couple of through balls which which hit their mark. A couple that don't quite make it, but he's busy and he's there and his delivery's good. I think he has the first shot in anger, um, which whistles just wide. So I mean, with Matip back in there um, at, at centre back alongside Fabinho. Um, and Thiago, Genie in midfield. Personally, I thought they were going to line up with, nominally anyway, Oxley Chamberlain in the midfield and Shakiri in the front three. That didn't seem to happen. And I agree with you. I was disappointed to see, and I wonder whether it is the fact that they're, they are fringe players and therefore less used to, to being in the system and, and less used to, to switching things, but how rigidly they sort of seem to stick to their positions, as as you mentioned, so um, I was I was a little surprised by that more so than it was by the team selection. I think Burnley at home, with their record against uh, against top six clubs away from home and, and our record at home over the last few years, I think in every you know there's every shout to to make the changes. I agree with you about Oxley Chamberlain though on on the right side of, or anywhere in the front three. I don't think he belongs there, and I don't think he he, he does himself. Or Jurgen does him any favors by playing him there, or or him play, himself playing there. He doesn't adapt to the role. He, he he's anonymous um, for the entire time he's on the pitch, pretty much. And you know he, he he makes way pretty early in the second half. So yeah, I mean I can see how people might question the lineup, but I think it was easily strong enough um, to win the game. There, there are reasons why we did, didn't win the game, and we'll probably discuss them. But yeah, today it looked like we could have played and played and played and played, and over the last few games and played and played and just never score. So something's going on there psychologically, um, and that's what we need to fix. Uh, I don't, I, th- I think it's affecting the whole team. So personnel's not really the issue at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, it seems to be, Jay, that no matter what 11 we put out there, it, it's pretty much Groundhog Day at the moment. Um, 
Origi has the chance and he is unlucky. He should score, but he is unlucky. It's one of those strange ones. Um, Pope makes a couple of good saves, one from Salah, one from Trent. Firmino maybe should do better with a chance, although looking at it back, it's more difficult than, than first thought. And and then the, the last one, that uh, Trent's miss hit shot and, and Firmino flicks it towards goal and you just think that's in. But somehow, yep. again, it stays out. And this has just been the recurrent theme that the few little bits of fortune that we need to go our way at the minute just aren't. Yeah, it's like we we used all our goal tally up and all our... At Palace? Look, or even what even look necessarily at Palace. I think it was just everything we struck went in. But since then, it's couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. But yeah, I yeah, think Pope shots. tonight. No, I, I think, think Clark mentioned. Yeah, night one, one goal and ninety shots was at the West Brom goal, Manny. Um, but I think Pope tonight they big them up as if he's made you know the best appearance and goal that we've seen in years. We've seen better goalkeeping appearances. But it was a lot of it was bread and butter. I think maybe two of the saves, the one from Salah, um, which he would have expected to go across him, and he quickly gets back onto his near post. And I don't actually know if it was him or Ben Me that got the one, the Firmino flick um, from Trent's shot. I think it was me that cleared it. But everything else was, you know, bread and butter. And he crossed into the box. He come and claimed it was very much unchallenged. Other shots were pretty much straight at him. Like you'd say, the likes of Divox one in the first half, and Shakiri had one in the first half. Straight at him, bread and butter stuff. Um, but you've got to make, you've still got to make them saves, and you know, Allison as well did make all but one the saves that he had to make. Um, regarding Divox, then yeah, you you always don't know what you're going to get from him, but. You know, through the middle, he is a little bit more confident than what he is from the left. I think he, he he seems to think that he is a striker. I don't know if he is a footballer sometimes, whether he thinks that or not. But <laughs> he, he should he should finish it. But then I think if he goes low, then he probably thinks Pope's going to get it, so he does try and go for the big one. But yeah, I think it's, it's just our luck saying. at the moment, isn't it? It's just our luck, and it it's one of them. I, I think we all seen the lineup and maybe thought oh, it might be something different, but it wasn't. And you said, I don't know if you touched on Ox is just an empty shirt in the front three. I'm sorry, but he he just is. And you know, Shakiri's come in the last two games and done well. I think he tired after about sixty minutes, but then that that is Shakiri's game. He does get tired after sixty minutes, and I think we were screaming out for a change and whether Minamino was just put on because Clough thought, well, I've, I've got to try and do something, but he's done something to offend him, or he must literally turn up to training half an hour at least with a place of sushi, not bother getting his ass on the training pitch, maybe go on the bike for a bit and fuck off home, because he, why isn't he in the team? And I know we, he's done well at Palace and then that's the first time we've seen him in five games we're screaming out for goals he's an attacker he can do something but as we've said it's just rinse and repeat at least he he offers something a little different and I, the likes of Bobby coming off the bench it, for me it doesn't work I don't think 
we've ever really seen a, an appearance from Bobby off the bench where he's changed the game maybe once or twice in his Liverpool career, but he's a player that needs to start. And if he doesn't, then I just think that's a waste of a substitution. But then you look at the bench and there is not a hell of a lot there. Maybe Curtis Jones, but what have, what would he have done tonight? He probably would have done the same as what he did when he come off the bench at the weekend where he, he gets on the ball and tries to keep it neat and tidy, but the defensive block is that low. Is he is he that intelligent to pick a pass? Probably not yet. Is he going to have a shot? Maybe, but then you're still trying to beat eight players and the keeper, so... It's just frustrating because we don't seem to have a plan B, but I don't think we've ever thought we needed a plan B in the past, and we haven't, but now it looks like we need to start digging for the plan B, C and D because the plan A really isn't working and it's very evident that we need to change something but what that is I just don't know and I have a touch back to the fans again if, if, if the fans are in there tonight they don't accept that and it's just something we've got to live with because we are getting back in at least the rest of this season maybe until midway through next year the way the UK is handling this pandemic because it's a shit show and I think we suffer more than any other club without our fans and it's shown so much and since the lockdown when we haven't really had fans in there and we had a couple of thousand for a few games we have been pretty poor apart from maybe a dozen half a dozen games in the league and Atalanta away in the Champions League we have been awful so is it really as simple as we feed off the fans that much, the adrenaline buzz and the drive and the the twelfth man getting on your back that we are missing it. I know I was recording to Van Dyke the other day, but there's got to be a few factors, and they're the two big factors that you can think of is the no Van Dyke and no fans. But we've got to learn to live with it. Every other club has, and you know the fans that don't turn up at the Etihad have made City look even better because. They look formidable at the moment. So they're used to playing with no fans. They're the ones most suited to this game. But I don't know. Klopp's accepted responsibility tonight, as he should. Um, he knows the problem is, A, we're, we're crossing from the wrong position. B, players aren't anticipating and C, the decision-making is all wrong in the final third. So he knows what the problem is. It's it's why he's paid the books to, to sort it out and... I don't know when we will because we haven't really got time on the training ground. We've got a game now every three to four days. So as it stands, as we record now, Thursday night, Friday will be a recovery day. Saturday, probably a light session with a bit of planning. And then Sunday, we're back on the pitch. And then we go again next Thursday. And then I think it's Sunday again. So, you know, we, is it just purely down to tactical analysis that we've got to try and sort it out? Maybe it is. I don't know what we do, but you know that's why Klopp's in the position he is, and we're just the ones discussing this on a podcast, trying to put some answers together for people to listen to. Yeah, Chief, it's it like you said, it, it looks like this run of not scoring a goal could go on for games and games. The way we're playing at the minute, and the team just look absolutely bereft of confidence, and. We've talked about it recently. You know, decision-making has been pretty high on our agenda in the last few weeks. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we've, we've asked the question, is this, 
has this team taken just one kick in the teeth too many? Um, because you even look at tonight, you know, that that Origi shot doesn't go in. And not it doesn't he doesn't just miss, he misses by a fraction. And then there's a scuffle as the whistle goes at half time and Fabinho thinks there's supposed to be nothing in it and it's just something else that we feel like we're getting picked on a little bit and we go in and the attitude's probably not the best at half time and and this not being able to score a goal it seems to almost be becoming a self-perpetuating self-fulfilling prophecy at the minute yeah we're we're I mean to 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 put it in like short terms or blunt terms, we're in our own heads. So no, none of the team is, no one's playing on instinct. No one's trusting their instinct. Very few players anyway. Players taking too many touches. Decision-making, you know, covers all of this because they're taking that second touch or that third touch. Well, that's the wrong decision. You know, they're playing the pass when they should be shooting. It's the wrong decision. They're shooting when they should be passing. It's the wrong decision. All of it, uh, they're turning back when they should be playing the, the forward ball. And none of it's working. So it looks it looks horrible. I mean, you're you're watching you're what it's like watching an orchestra that uh, playing playing their instruments, but completely out of tune. Um, so they're playing away, playing away, doing their stuff, but it sounds terrible, and none of it none of it goes together, and you end up with with this. Uh, a cacophony of, of, of noise or unfinished sounds um, and moves. And that's where we are at the moment. And it's much more psychological than it is than it is physical or it is tactical. In my eyes, I think you can see it. You see when Trent blasts that ridiculous free kick over in the first half. What, first of all, what the fuck are they doing? The two of them screening and Burnley are only about eight yards back and Trent has to try and take a run up. There's no chance that he's getting a shot away. So they're overthinking that and they've been overthinking those set pieces for ages, by the way. I mean, we just didn't really notice it because we were scoring from other other things. But when was the last time we scored a direct free kick? You know, or or even a well-worked free kick. I mean, we, we were doing it last season, particularly the start of last season, but we haven't done it in ages. And I think we're overthinking everything and making the wrong decisions at just about every turn and every step. So that's that's difficult to remedy um, because, you know, I don't know how you do that because we, we had it. We, we had we, we can call it rhythm. You can call it momentum. You can call it instinct, whatever you want to call it. We, we Liverpool have had it for, for two seasons, for three seasons. Everything seemed to be everything was working almost perfectly and combining to, to create beautiful, beautiful football, beautiful music, whether it's heavy, heavy metal or, or classical, whatever you're into. But it was, it was, it was wonderful, but it's, yeah, it's gone wrong and it's gone wrong in the brain because you don't suddenly become rubbish players. And it's not that we've been worked out in inverted commas because they're not doing anything new. The teams that are playing us, they're doing the same things. They're blocking off passing lanes. The, you know, you can, the, the same things that have been done by, by these kinds of teams year in, year out, for as long as you can remember, you know. Two banks of four, 
not coming out, even at 1-0, not coming out. Very difficult to break down. But essentially trusting to luck and top-class defending and goalkeeping or hard on the hard on the sleeve defending or whatever, however you want to you term it. And a good bit of luck and a top goalkeeping performance. Now, that's nothing different. That, that's been happening to teams for years. And it's been happening to this team for a long time. Last season, we had all the answers. And we talk about sort of plan B and plan C. And I totally understand that. The, you know the terminology and the, the 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 thinking behind it, but last year or last season, the season before, the, this team find a find its own plan B and its own plan C and D and E and whichever plan was needed, it went all the way down till it found the one that would beat you. Not anymore, not at the moment. So yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's a tougher job. Than, than I certainly first thought. I thought we were just on a wee blip and was sorted out. It's a long time until Van Dijk comes back. It's a long time until Gomez comes back. Doesn't seem to be a centre back coming in. There is at least apparently it's at least two to three weeks till Jota's back. Um, the front three are not firing at all. Trent's having a shocker. You know, you could go on. You can go on. We can only count on Joel Maddox for one game a week at maybe at most at best you know so this season could could all of a sudden start looking very tough uh if we can't put that right uh i think if we can put that right in the head in in, in the mentality because these mentality they have been there before if we can then it, for me it'll be i can imagine it just being like a, a switch flick back on and things start to roll again and you've not we've nothing to worry about whether it happens in time is one thing and how long this goes on for could could well define whether we're in a fight for the title or struggling for top four. Yeah, and it's also congested up there. You just don't know what end of that spectrum you're going to be at come the end of the season. Jay, you know, Klopp as much said in his, his post-match um, interview that, you know, I think he said at least twice that it was his fault and he needed to take responsibility for that. He's saying that the, the team... Essentially, he said the team were playing without confidence, um, decision-making, etc., etc. But how much of that felt to you like he was trying to do his best to take pressure off the players um, and just to take that extra weight of what is swirling around this club with regards to form, etc., away from them and try and allow them to go and concentrate? Or does is he genuinely saying, I have made mistakes because that can feed into a squad as well to think well you know it's not my fault it's his fault he said as much yeah I think it's possibly a bit of both Um, I think you know I the, the book stops with the manager and I it, not necessarily that's the way it always should be because the he can only put the players on the pitch and give them the instructions. The players have then got to execute it. But just the way football is, the book always falls with the manager. The manager gets sacked. The players don't get sacked. Um, you can swap players in the transfer window, but you can sack a manager at any time. Um, so maybe, yeah, he, he is just... And he's, he's long enough in the tooth to, to, you know, to take the fall and take the slack. He, you take the highs, you take the lows. That's how it comes in this game. Um, he's been there before. He's been around the block many a time. So he knows what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, maybe he is just, you know, taking 
one for the team and taking a bit off the players because he's the one that's got to face the camera. Um, I don't think any of the players, well, certainly not from the Sky Cup, which I see and come out and give any interviews afterwards. And, and why would they? Um, but Klopp's got to. Um, and he'll be the one that sits in front of the cameras on well, tomorrow or Saturday, whenever he does his press conference for United. Um, and we'll probably face a lot more questions. Um, so maybe he is, he is just taking a little bit off the players. And again, what, why wouldn't he? You know, he's the he's the face of the the club as it is. So he's got to think of ways to to try and change this. And he's not oblivious to what's going wrong. As I said, he knows the faults. He knows where it's fallen down, and he knows that him and his team of coaches and analysts and everything else have. I've got to try and fix it. Um, how we don't know, but yeah, he's come out and took it. When you compare to to Frank Lampard two nights ago, who basically threw his players under the bus, I think that shows the the class of the manager and the experience of the manager. Um, different well, situations, but you could say a, that that's a lot to do with him being managed by Mourinho. I would argue. Oh yeah, yeah. What I mean is straight out of the Mourinho playbook. That it's an experience thing as well. Like Frank's, that's Frank's experience from Jose. Um, but you know he's not long enough in the game to to come out and make that play. Maybe maybe that's just because it's just recent, and you know Chelsea, that another team like like us who are just going through. A shift period. Um, they can't seem to beat anyone who's placed above 12th in the table. I think it is. Um, but yeah, this this is about us, not Chelsea. That was just something I was comparing to. But he, he's he's got to do something. He's come out and accepted that he's took it on the chin. We go into Sunday now, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it because if it was anyone else. I'd just say throw the game because I couldn't give a shit and I don't really care about the FA Cup but because it's United and the groove they're in at the moment I don't think it'll last but the groove that they're in and the fact that they come to Anfield and they stunk the place out and they had a couple of chances but they came there they got the point and I just don't really want to lose to them but I don't know what we do I'm I'm torn between just saying right well lash out a load of kids and reserves and just see what comes or do you throw these lads back in with you know the the kick up the arse if it's it's United go out prove a point it's a cup game it's a one off and you know you can silence the doubters even though it's a, it doesn't change your position in the league it might just be that catalyst for change because it could just be as simple as getting that one win it, I, it is it's the case of when the striker isn't scored and he just needs a goal but the whole team isn't scoring the whole club seems to be suffering at the moment it just needs something to happen and it could just be as simple as going and beating your nearest rivals in a cup game and putting yourself in the next round of the cup it's something that we haven't won and by the sounds of Ginny Wijnaldum and Klopp it's something that they may be targeting this year because that's the only one they haven't really... I know the League Cup as well, but they don't really care about that. That's the only one that they haven't won of the, in quote marks, honours, major honours um, available to us. 
and maybe it, it just does become a case of this season we just can't do, do it in the league and we become a cup team again and we, we go right well we're all in for the league for the FA Cup and we're all in for the Champions League and that's where our bread and butter is and we just make sure that we do enough to make sure we're back in the Champions League next year I don't know if that's the approach that we might have to take because the way City are right now they're, they're rolling down the street and they're not even breaking sweat it seems they're just doing enough and I know they've lost Aguero for a couple of weeks for Covid and De Bruyne for anything between three to two to three to six weeks depending on how bad his groin injury is I don't think it really affects them because their league fixtures in the next two to three weeks are very good um, and they just seem to just get out there efficiently do the job you know even last night you knew the result was going to come eventually so I know it's five points is it to City now um, six to United or something like that I don't know but I don't think we will catch them the way we're playing. We we would struggle to make top four and it could just be a case of you get top four and you go for the Cups. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's all I can really think of at the moment because you're in such a slump. It's, it's the only option is to try and look for small positives and if the positive is putting a bit of self-aware in, in, the, in the trophy cabinet then that might have to be it because I'm afraid it looks the way we're going that the league is far out of reach for us this season. Yeah, Chief, it's, I think that there's a number of points have been touched on. Um, and we've talked that it's not necessarily a tactical issue. And I think when Klopp and his team sit down and analyse that game, like they've analysed the last four or five games, for me, they'll probably see two things. And, you know, the first one is, you know, he should do this instead of that. He should make that run when he doesn't make a run or when he makes a different run. He should play that pass. Um, he shouldn't take that extra touch. Or the other thing he's going to see is, essentially, that cross needs to be better. That pass needs to be better. And most pertinently, that finish needs to be better. And that's very much seems like a collective psychological issue. It's not just a, ma- a matter of a couple of players being out of form. It's not necessarily something you can go away and fix on the training pitch by tactically um, creating something a bit more innovative. This is something that arguably needs to be resolved away from the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I... I think it's something that is, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's something that's much more psychological. I think it's something that's this catching and spread run to the whole club. Um, and I think it, it, you know, there's everyone reacts differently. We're living in the most fucked up situation. Let's be clear that 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 in anyone that that we've known in our in our lifetimes, maybe with the exception of the odd really old grandparent. Has has experienced it's completely abnormal. So we should we should put that out there right from the start. And and football is no is no different. Uh, we see it on TV. We see the packaged product with the fake crowd noise, and it's it's 
it's it almost passes its off, itself off as, as being similar. And then you watch the game and you realize, no, this is a, a shadow of its former self. But even then, if you've got the crowd, you, you still don't realize quite how soulless and empty and unreal it must seem for the players. And it is for the players. I mean, here being able to hear every shout, claps, people dropping things, you know, all, all kinds of, all kinds of, stuff um plus you you know so jay's jay's mentioned the fans but it's it's the whole it's everything all all the everyday covid tests who knows what's going on in in players uh families and and all the rest of it so we should get 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 that out there um i would say that obviously everyone has to deal with that all all, all professional sportsmen particularly footballers premier league footballers have have to do with with the situation so not saying it's an excuse, but it certainly might add mitigating reasons why something like this has managed to spread as it has, especially the way. I mean, footballers, t- football teams and clubs are always kind of in a bubble anyway, but obviously with this COVID, the bubbles they have to be in are, are ridiculously rigid and, and, and so on. So you can you can sort of see it's the conditions where something like this might, might spread, almost like a virus, um, bizarrely enough. Um so. It's almost teeth. It's almost got to the point, and a loose, a loose theory at best. But football, for footballers particularly, a lot of the time it's an escapism for them. You know, they get away from the rigors of having to deal with actual real life. But when they're on the pitch now, it's very much right in front of their face, given the form that they're in, and with the situation being the way it is. They need an escapism from that, and they yeah. can't. They can't have. They can't get it. They're going there's home no to their release. families. There's no release. There's no way to go. There's no. There's nowhere to go to dust down the cobwebs and give yourself a shake and remove yourself from a situation and come back with a fresh perspective. And this and just seems to be snowballing because of that. Yeah, and it's work. I mean, you say that the release, your work. I mean, it's the quote. I think it was one of clubs. You know, you're not, you're really, you're, you're not paid to play games. The playing games is the bonus. You're, you're paid to be a professional. You're paid to train. You're paid to, to be at the club, to turn up for training, to do the work, to do the weights, to be at the team meetings, to turn up on time. That's what you're earning the money for. The games are, are the bonus. The games are where you, as you've just said, you get your release. You, you get your, your moment to your, your ninety minutes to forget about everything else. Now it's just another another training game with more at stake, so it's just more work. You know that, like you've said, there is there isn't that release. There's no adulation. There's nobody singing your name. There's nobody to show off to. There's nobody to you know streak away in front of. You're not even allowed to fucking clap hands now as a player when you when you when you when when you score a goal. You know you have to do socially distant celebrations. So. None of the glory is or the glamour is there anymore. So you can imagine for, for, for especially for I don't know in the situation we've we've been in that uh, you know we won the league and without COVID we would have won it with an absolute hands down a record points points total. We already won it the quickest it's ever been won. But we've not even got to celebrate that. We've not even had been able to lift a trophy in front of fans. You know, there's been there's been absolutely nothing. Obviously, no chance of a parade or anything like that. So it's almost as if that never fucking happened. For them, it must be. 
Well, and you know, I think for most of us right now, certainly in Berlin, there's a, there's a malaise in the city. Nobody's motivated. It's middle of January. The the weather is terrible. You can't do anything. Everywhere's closed. Nobody knows how long this shit's going to go on for. And people are people are moody. People are down. People can't be bothered. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know if, if for other human beings in the world who you know do other jobs and live in other places, it, it's the same for them. But having you know having said all that, it, it is they are elite sportsmen. They have to sort of get get their get their heads back in the game. Um, but yeah, it's it's very hard because it's it's not a normal not not even is it not a normal season. It's not a normal world. It's not a normal life. And you you nobody nobody can even say to them with any degree of certainty that it ever will be again. So yeah, I, I, it it is it is a difficult one, and we seem to be suffering from from a, from from all of this. Um, but you look at City, they they suffered. You mentioned that it was maybe because Guardiola was trying to bring in a new system and stuff. I, I'm not that convinced that it was. I think he has stumbled upon one and, and found it. And John Stones has really come out of nowhere because I don't think Guardiola really had that planned. But you know they couldn't buy a goal. They were they were getting beat. I think they scored like I don't know. I can't remember the stat, but they had five games where they hardly scored and and, and a couple of defeats in there and whatever. Um. But now, of course, they've put a run together and they look formidable. But it's not beyond the realms we could do the same. If we could turn the corner and start to put back-to-back wins together, then everything suddenly starts to look a, a whole lot rosier. But as we sit here now, you know, it's the same as with the COVID situation. We've got no fucking idea what's going to change it and, and when it's going to change. We just hope it's, it's as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's... <laughs> It really does need to change quickly, Jay. Um, I think with with what he's said in mind, um, players have a lot more time also to sit and think on what's just happened, on what the situation is, on why things are going wrong. And of all the knockbacks we've had this season, injuries, VAR, decisions, blah, 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 let's not go over all that again. But there's a few other little bits and pieces, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the fact that some players in this squad might feel that this team's now starting to go through not necessarily a planned, but an enforced transitional period, and it's been brought into far sharper focus due to the situation. You know, Virgil, we're, we're seeing what life necessarily, or the players are seeing what life is like without Virgil. Salas, um, interview with AS right before this started this phase of form um, you know it's time for people to dwell on that and read things into it and what's he going to do next Genie it obviously looks as though he's not going to sign a new contract so there's another staple you know linchpin of this side that's been so successful essentially being, being ripped away and questions about new contracts not necessarily being offered due to the pandemic and things like that and you know how the players may be looking around them going I don't know what things are going to be like in a year's time and so what what am I actually doing here right now yeah but do we even know what life's going to be like in a year's time well that's 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 the whole thing yeah like it's a reality of society of where we are at the moment like 
you just live each day as it comes and depending on what your situation in life it's you know I'm fortunate enough to have a job that requires me to go in not that we want it and I don't think it's an essential job but you know I've got a job that gets me out of bed every day and goes in and the footballers have as well but as you that's touched a, on I it, think it's that's not thing, normal Jay. but that's the thing as well Jay they're going in and having a fucking shit time in work at the minute and they're coming home and they're thinking about the shit time they've just had work no where to release her like, like he's upset like I know they can't but like as fans you just think Fuck it, we could just go down the pub, have a few pints and forget it and, you know, have a little yeah. chat and it'll all be done and dusted with. But So what they do is they dwell on it. And I'm just wondering, do you think all of these other little bits and pieces are happening or kind of feeding this monster that's being created at the minute? It's certainly a narrative I could buy into. Um, I mean, the Ginny stuff, I wish we'd just give a straight answer on it now because, like, Klopp says, you know, with it like when you, when we've got something to announce, Ginny or announce it or whatever, and Ginny's playing it back on the club. Just say for the for the sake of everyone, he's not signed a new deal, and he'll be he'll be leaving us in the summer. But until he got until then, he's just going to put it all that he's got into the club because he does. You can't knock the man if he walks away in the summer. There can't be a bad word said about him. Um, but I just wish they'd come out and just say like, yeah, he's he's going. He doesn't have to say where he's going, but he's going. Simple as that. That puts the nail in that coffin, whatever. Um, the stuff with, like, the rumour saying we want Divock House, but he doesn't want to go. So, what? So, what do we do? Do we do we just keep persisting with a player who doesn't really look arsed? And okay, he done okay tonight, but for the last eighteen months, he's he stunk the place house. Um, Salah's interview not looked the same player since Mane has been off all season. Bobby's been off for about 12 months. These lads are fatigued as well. That's got to be taken into account. Like They've not had any time off. They've played consistently for about three years now because they play international tournaments in the summer with the, the Copper America and the African Nations and qualifiers for the countries. And then we went from last season to this season within two to three weeks. So Stuff like that, I know it's banging the drum that clock banged and doesn't seem to be getting any answers for it, but it is true. They've not had any time off, and as you've said, they're going in and they're going home. They've got no release. Like I know they live a completely different life for your normal, average person in the street, but you know they, they probably can't go to the nice fine dining restaurants that they go to. They probably can't go and do the, the lovely things that they do they probably can't go and you know enjoy a glass of wine eat all day whatever they might go and enjoy it with the families because they can't they can't go out in public spaces because you know if they were to go out into public spaces where people are going for for walks or whatever then imagine that the mob scene that they're going to get they're only looking after their own health and families health so you know they're probably stuck within their four walls or 76 walls in the big houses that they've got but you know what I mean um, it does just it just strikes you that they are just normal people at the end of the day and they're living through this as much as we are and if they're having a shit time in work then yeah then it, it must be hard um, so 
I don't think we we think about that until someone brings it to your attention. Like your instant reaction is like you go on go on Twitter tonight. It's absolutely toxic. Some of it, like some of the stuff that's coming out there. That I think I just went out and just put you know it's shit. It is what it is. We just go to the next game because that's that's unfortunately the the mentality that we've got at the moment, and it it's a shit mentality to have. But we're we're just stuck in this situation and. Unless you live in Australia or New Zealand, then the rest of the world just seems to be banging its head against the wall and getting nowhere. And that's the reality of what we're we're going through with Liverpool. We seem to be banging our head against the wall and getting absolutely nowhere in anything. We're we're going backwards and banging it even harder because we just literally don't know what we're doing. Um, and I, I I just don't know. And the void of answers and. I mean, I've just been looking back through results. The last time we had a decent performance and a result, apart from Palace, was Spurs, which was when we had a few fans in. And I hate to harp back to it, but maybe it is that. Maybe we're just missing that adrenaline. And when when you when you've got so used to to playing with that noise and having maybe the the focus and the concentration of you've got a blank everything else out and just concentrate on your game and what's in front of you where now they can they can hear shouts on the sidelines and who's to say it's not conflicting messages that you know is coming on from coaches or from people on the pitch and it's it's maybe messing them I don't I don't know I'm, 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 I'm maybe clutching at straws but maybe that is like you've got Klopp and then you've got Linders then you've got Cavier is it then you know, if, if Henderson and Miller are on the pitch, they're very vocal and you've probably got a couple of other players giving out instructions and is it all just a clusterfuck of things going on because there's that much mixed messages where normally you, you're blanking out the noise because it's so loud, even if you're home or away because you've got the, the partisan atmosphere if you're away from home and you're just literally focused on I've got to do this and you've got to do my game and that's when things become a bit more natural and a bit more what you've trained on the on the training pitch and I don't know. That just could just be something as simple as that, but whatever it is, we need to figure it out. I, I I'm I'm baffled for answers because I, I if I knew the answer maybe I wouldn't be sat in the job I'm in now. <laughs> maybe I would be doing something more senior. Yeah, you'd be winning league titles and Champions Leagues, yeah. Um, the simple fact of the matter is. Chief, the, the thing that, you know, we've explored a number of different issues as to why things might be the way they are right now, but I think what is so striking about this is that six weeks ago we're winning this league and there's really no question about it. Um, we're We're hammering seven past Palace. We're scoring last-minute winners, just like champions do at home to Spurs, but we've had to grind it out against a horrible Mourinho team who's given Manchester City a tactical lesson, a juicy tactical masterclass, as they like to call it. But this all just... This all turned on the sixpence, and people will look at the West Brom game and they'll talk about the Matapins and things like this, but I just find it so striking that this isn't a league that has grad. This isn't. I know we're saying the league's gone, and a lot of people are going to be saying that. But we we haven't gradually found ourselves to this point where we're looking at the league table and going, 
God, things are going to be difficult now. This is like pretty much happened overnight. Yeah, I, I mean that that's something that I think is. I mean, it can happen. It, it it's famously famously happened to Arsenal in many seasons where where they you know they got to February and went out of everything. Their season was over in four weeks, but. I think obviously with the nature of the game being so bunched together, it's happened. It's happening overnight, but it's happened over a period of five five games, five games now without a win, isn't it? Two two defeats in there, three draws, and that's going to be really in 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 any season. It's just in another season, it might have taken taken three weeks instead of a week and a half, or ten day, or you know, two 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 weeks or whatever it's been. So. Yeah, and again, it might all play into it because who knows if you've had longer to train and all the rest of it, and to get over games, and then you know maybe it wouldn't have, maybe it wouldn't have carried to the next game and the next game and the next game. But the fact is, you know, it has. So the only thing, and we've discussed it, we've mentioned it, <laughs> and it's as obvious as as day following night, night following day, is that. Uh, we have to start winning games. And if we can start winning games back-to-back, then we can still have a say in major honours this season. The only team that looks ominous is Man City. However, you know, as mentioned earlier, there there is a chink of light there. De Bruyne has got an injury, and we mentioned earlier, or I mentioned earlier, I think that uh, they had a poor spell in the season as well, and there's... There's no guarantee that their continued dominance, you know, uh, of, of their continued dominance, because they're only they're not battering teams. They're they're generally winning games one nil, two nil, and if they don't have De Bruyne, then maybe they're they're drawing those games. Who knows? You know, clutching a bit with City, but no one's going to tell me that Man United are are going to go unbeaten for the to, to the rest of the season for the rest of the season. Chelsea, well, they're not even in the conversation at this point. Ditto with Spurs. Uh, same with, with Leicester. All these teams are going to lose games. So with them, we're, we're very much still in the mix. We just have to start winning games. It doesn't matter what our rivals do. If we don't start putting three points on the board, game in, game out, we're not going to be in the mix. And because of the nature of this season, you know, we're going we're gonna to be in the pack. And if we don't start... Obviously, again, stating the obvious, if we don't start doing it in the next game, well, City's lead is just going to be absolutely unassailable, and there's there's going to be no chance of clawing that back. Having said that, if like I said, if, if we do, if we manage to, if Jurgen manages to find that that magic word, that magic formula, whatever it takes, whether it's a, I don't know, a <laughs> watching watching Rocky or something together in their bubble, whatever whatever it might be. You know, um, to 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 give them that edge back, then then we could very much be in it. But it can go it can go either way because if we don't, as we said, we don't know where the next goal is coming from. If that continues for the next two three games, then then you're doing well to even to even be top four. If the other teams put put games together, we have to start winning, and and and, and it's as simple as that. So that's what Jurgen is paid the money for, and that's what 
he assembled his team for to get every possible edge. And, and now the, this is the first real science sense of adversity since since we started our upward, our upward trajectory back in what 2017. Um, and it's the first real adversity since then. First time we've um, we've gone and lost back to back games. Um, we did lose back to back, didn't we? With Southampton in the last game. Well, anyway. We're certainly in a terrible. No, game. United was the last game. It uh, just United seems was... like we lose every week now because we're yeah. But I mean, shit. it's it's the late goal against West Brom, and then it's followed by it's followed by Southampton, and then that's followed by nil nil against United, and then that's followed by defeat tonight. And it's there's Newcastle in there as well. Newcastle too. in there, which we should win, and we don't. And there's a couple of games in there you'd say tonight included where their their goal leads to charmed life, but we still aren't confident enough to just make sure that that one goes in, you know, and that's, that's a problem. And, it, and it, if it continues, then, you, then the bottom is the limit really, because you've, you've got to score goals in football match. If you don't score goals, you're not going to, not going to get points. So we need to arrest this slide as quickly as possible. And the only way to do that is to put the ball in the net by hook or by crook. Yeah. So, with an opportunity, Jay, Sunday, Old Trafford. Um, I don't really know what to expect from this game, given lineups and FA Cup and whatever it might be. But to me, it feels like this whole club needs just a really good day at the office. We just need something yep. to just need something to, to go our way and give everybody a lift where actually when going into training the next day isn't as grim as it has been for the last five or six matches. So, you know, what do you expect? Do you expect us? You would think that the club goes strong given the lineup he was able to put out tonight. Yeah. I knocked up a little lineup. The back isn't great, but the front is a little bit better. I expect Kelleher to be in goal because it's a cup game. Um, and that's all he's going to get. He's not going to play the rest of any of the games the rest of the season unless something happens with Allison injury or suspension. So why not yeah, just give him a game? Yeah, he gets as many games as we're in the FA Cup for. Yeah, unless we get to the semis or the final. And I think, depending on opponents, it might be switched then. But yeah, I think he's starting. He's done nothing wrong. He's been solid um, in the games he started. I think Nico needs to come in at right back. I know he's not brilliant, but Trent is having an absolute stinker. Um, and I don't know if it's in his head, whether he's beating himself up because it's not working for him. And, you know, he, he did, well, Klopp admitted he had coronavirus and he seems to have suffered long-term effects trying to get back to full fitness but he is really off the pace um, and I think he needs to be taken out at least for the weekend anyway to try and you know get his head straight because it could just be as simple as a mental thing um, Costas at the left back because you need to give Robbo a rest and he was back in the squad tonight so you know you might as well utilise him um, back to I wouldn't play Matip because I'd rather have him for Spurs next week. So that means do you go with oh, Fab at the back? Spurs next week. Or do you throw in Reese and Phillips and just go for it, just hope for the best and 
that's them too. And then I think Milner, Jones both start um, because they were both on the bench unused. Probably Ginny because it looks like Thiago needs a rest. It looks like Henderson has got a slight injury, so I wouldn't risk him anyway if he was uh, back for the weekend. Chamberlain in the midfield? No. Okay. And then I'd probably go, well, Salah's likely to start it and he didn't start tonight. Bobby. And then maybe Tacky on the left. <laughs> I Tacky on the left. That's a good one. Because that, well, he started there against Palace, didn't he? Sort of. I know. And, and he's done went, all right. And we went 7 0, and he's had about fucking 12 minutes since. Well, it's, you know, that's, that's all I can come up with and trying to think of. You know, freshen it up a little bit. Um, that's yeah, good with the four-three-three, yeah, but you could you could vary that. You could go to, you know, a, a four-two-two-two or a four-four-two, and maybe put Mane on the right, Jones out on the left, or flip them out a bit and leave Ginny and Milner in the middle. Not that I ever want to see Milner in the midfield. I'm just thinking about to get him on the pitch, and if it's not left back because you've got Simicas available, then I suppose the other spot is midfield. And if you are going to have someone, just kick. Bruno Fernandes if he plays then Milner's probably your man if he can get near him and other than that I haven't got a fucking clue and I don't really care Fair enough Chief what do you expect do you expect a strong enough lineup? because I I often feel that Klopp plays the Klopp plays the the game as well as the he plays the opponent as much as he plays the timings and I think is it Sunday to Thursday I think so. Um, you wouldn't expect that, for instance, Firmino and Salah wouldn't would wouldn't start both this game and away at Old Trafford on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think there's any there's any um, problem there. Obviously, they've been rested tonight. I'd say I'd say that they start on Sunday. Yeah, I think um, so. <clears throat> I'd say we we for some reason we're going to look there go there and, and look to play a strong team and look to win the game and I suppose given what's happened tonight we need we need to win so yeah at this point I don't care I'm I'm going game to game I think worrying about I mean the world's completely different as we've said football's completely different anyone pretending it's the same sport or this league will will really mean the same as any other league that's ever been won is 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 pretty delusional. Um, so let's just enjoy it for what it is, game by game, and let's hope the players can get back to doing that because it's all looking a bit much for them at the moment. And it's sad to see such a such a, a great team and great players really starved of the of the recognition they deserve um, for whatever reason. So um, yeah, I think we will see see Bobby and uh, we'll see the front three. I would imagine uh, as as you were, uh, unless Minamino gets dropped in for Mane, but can't see it. Um, yeah, Curtis. Curtis gets a game. I think he's back in. I think you probably. I think you're probably given one of the. I don't know. You're probably not playing Joel Maddock. You're probably keeping Maddock for the for the Spurs game. So maybe you're throwing Phillips in there or Williams again, um, or Henderson if he's fit. Um, but I don't think you're going to get the three games out of Maddock in in the week. Um, so yeah, there are going to be changes. Will Kelleher come in? I doubt it. I don't know. I would think so. You never know. Like, yeah, it could happen. Um, 
so it'll be a bit of a bit of a mishmash, a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a mixture. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna try, and obviously I'm not gonna enjoy it. It's Liverpool, Man United, but I'm gonna try and see it for what it is, and try and maybe get a bit a bit nostalgic and romantic with it, and it being a one-off cup match, and maybe we can bloody their noses to to and get get a bit of revenge. But it's it's so difficult because again, it's no fans, and it's an empty stadium, and it's. You know, hopefully at least it's on the BBC and we get a bit of half decent commentary. Um, and I say only half decent because it's not great, but um, it's better than than what Sky have to offer. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. You might, as I said, you might see a Kelleher in there. You might see a Simakas because he's he seems to be fit again. He Simakas is to be fit again. Um, terrible, um, awful, <laughs> absolutely shocking. Uh, <laughs> he certainly hasn't. He doesn't sleep that lad, though. Have you seen the kip of his eyes? Oh, I know. He looks desperate, like the me. He looks. <laughs> he looks like yeah, I reckon he just loves an old fucking joint in the evening. That's what I That's think. So, <laughs> someone said he was born he's got on the old COVID eyes. He's got so the I don't think he's ever grew up. I think he just lived a party life from a childhood. <laughs> and he's got to Liverpool thinking, yeah, that'll be a good laugh. Oh fuck, everywhere shut. Can't even get into hot <laughs> world. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll take it as it comes and hopefully we get the win. Yeah. So lads, thanks for walking me through that and reliving <laughs> that trauma and everything attached to it. So until uh, until after United, up the nostalgic Peter Crouch third round FA Cup versus Manchester United Reds. 